0: Um, when did I know black was beautiful? Um, so I grew, up, I grew up with a really militant, strong, strong. It couldn't. If she got any stronger, she would probably jump up in orbit and circle around like Superwoman. Strong black mom, you know. So uh, she raised us to know black was beautiful from from the start.
1: It's Julie Global Wilson, and you are listening to The Color Files. I am over the moon to... Have you guys listened to this this first episode? I'm so excited because this person is not only a good friend of mine, he is like a brother. And I am talking about none other than the Sir John, who is one of the world's top makeup artists. And if you know who I'm talking about, then you also know the fact that he is the official makeup artist to Beyonce Knowles-Carter, which is more epic than I can even explain the fact that this man touches Beyonce on a daily basis and helps turn her into even more of a goddess is insane. And he's such a, an amazing person, and his story is just incredible and so inspiring. And you know, just the simple fact that he's telling us about, you know, his first time encountering Beyonce is is awesome and his trajectories from there. But he is also known for beating the faces of some other amazing people that you know, like supermodels Joan Smalls and Carly Kloss. And a bunch of other A-listers. He's made it very clear that in his career, he can't just be known for being a black makeup artist who only does, you know, black women. His portfolio speaks volumes about his diversity and his versatility that he can touch any face and transform it or enhance it in a way that no one else can. He's also a reality TV show star. He's on the show American Beauty Star, and we love him there, you know, helping the world see just how amazing, you know, makeup artists and, and the beauty world is. He also just launched a collection with in conjunction with Disney and Luminous Cosmetics for a whole collection surrounding the launch of the new live-action movie, The Lion King. So he is super busy, super blessed, and we are just so honored that he has come to sit down with me at The Color Files and tell us about his amazing life and what's to come. So sit back relax and just allow his story to amaze and inspire you. Oh, my God, we're live. I'm so excited. So uh, this is very new to me, Sir John. I am so excited that you are here. Everyone knows who you are. We're going to go deeper into that. But I've been thinking about, like, how I want to start these conversations. And there's a question I like to ask people because I love hearing their answers. And is this. And I want you to answer me um, as best as you can. But when did you know
0: Black was beautiful? Ah, okay. So throughout this conversation, I may get emotional once or twice. Just a, just a heads I like up.
1: Tears, bring them on.
0: So, but um, when did I know black was beautiful? Um, so I grew up, I grew up with a really militant, strong, strong. It couldn't if she got any stronger, she would probably jump up in orbit and circle around like Superwoman. Strong black mom, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, she raised us to know black was beautiful from from the start. So I would say I knew black was beautiful when I was in high school, possibly but I didn't know black was beautiful. And, it's, well, and it, it didn't cover me until um, I got into the world, into the beauty industry, especially, until, and also until I got into my career. Um, because also I, I started my career in, a, in an industry that uh, no one looked like me. You know, every, I looked into the left and to my right. And for months I would go, you know, from sets, uh, assisting Pat McGrath, assisting Charlotte Tilbury on sets of- S- Stephen Steven or Annie Leibowitz, you know, Mario Testino, and you're on these large sets with these elaborate caterings and these beautiful people, the Vanity Fair covers, and all this kind of stuff like that we're doing. And I don't see anyone who looks like me, you know? So, and I'm from Buffalo, New York. I grew up in Buffalo, New York. And I used to be ashamed to say that at some point in the past, you know, because you know, I
1: lived in Buffalo for four years my my childhood no yeah. way yeah Gatsville. oh my god i went to heim elementary school and okay. shout out to heim shout out, shout out, shout In gettsville 716 also, yes
0: um no so I, I i you know i i always thought like well everyone everyone when i'm on set i hear everyone who's saying oh i'm from london and you know that you know the people for the brits they work together they love each other they have their inside jokes when you work with the french or whatever but i'm from buffalo it didn't seem exotic it wasn't it didn't seem cool and also, um, when you're in a place where no one else looks like you, you wonder, hey, listen, do I need to date some, some a guy, somebody who's white? Do I need right. to date a European?
1: To excel and to, do I like, need to
0: yeah, like, build your career. Yeah. Also, I was in a place and I, and I can say this now, but um, I was in a place where, you know, I was at one of the biggest makeup agencies in the world. I went from assisting Pat McGrath to being on the same agency as her at Streeters. And, you know, I remember that. I had to make my book. My book had to appear like I wasn't a person of color. You know, I had to, even as a makeup artist, I'm behind the scenes. But, you know, as we were looking through my book, you know, they were very conscious of making sure it didn't skew too ethnic. So I had to take out pictures of Naomi Campbell. I had to take out pictures of Jordan mm. Dunn. I mean, some of the most, impact- even Beyonce, I had to take out images of these women because who are the most impactful women of our time? For a, an unknown Eastern European or whatever that looks like, just to That's make sure insane. that whoever the editor who gets or the fashion director, or the beauty editor who gets my book, who wants to hopefully book me on this campaign or job, doesn't know I'm a black person, if that makes any sense. Yeah, because when you're a black makeup artist, they automatically think and I, this you is can the first only day, beat
1: black faces. This is the
0: first time I've ever actually said anything like this. But um, yeah, I, I go to jobs now. And for major magazines, for major campaigns, you know, and they still to this day, even even in the as of yesterday, even they feel like, you know, oh, you're going to overbeat or let me talk. Let me explain to you what skin is supposed to look like, you know, and Um, like excuse you, no matter how much how many editorials and campaigns and covers I've had, they still feel like they need to. You know, as a person of color, you're going to do too much, you know, so that sense of refinement I don't have, they have to explain to me whatever that looks like. And I just nod and I smile, but I know that it's a, it's a, it's a, it's one of those things where it's. It's just an unknown. And I have to break that down every every time I do a job. And I'm breaking that down for a younger generation of makeup artists or beauty professionals behind me so you, they don't have to have that conversation, that uncomfortable conversation. No, set.
1: that's beautiful. And I want to rewind a little bit because yeah, I know everyone, a no, 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 no yeah. but I know everyone knows you, but like you be the face of a whole entire icon. Yeah. Probably, not, I mean, let's just put it out there, like the most famous woman in the world. Um, you do that not only for Beyonce, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know y'all know who I'm talking about, but also. Also, Serena Williams and Jordan Dunn yeah, okay. and Joan Smalls and like all the all the girls. Chopra,
0: Carla Claus. Yes, um, Rosie. N- yeah, Rosie right? Natasha Poli. Yeah,
1: all of them. That and is Viola Davis. Yeah, and Viola Davis. That's amazing. That is like those are receipts on receipts on receipts. Nice. And like that is such an amazing career, right? I want you to talk a little bit about how you got into yeah. that, right? Like. You, you just talked about how, you know, you've assisted so many amazing, you know, makeup artists and also been on so many amazing sets. But, like, when did you pick up, like, the brush at yeah, first? Like, wow. did
0: are you self-taught? Did you go to school? I am, I'm actually pretty I'm self-taught in the sense where I went to school for art and art history So since I was, like, six, since I was six or seven years old. I've always been to school for painting. Um, my mom, uh, oh, yeah, I didn't have a lot of friends when I was young because I was an athletic. And, if you, and where I'm from, if you don't play football or basketball, you don't bond with the neighborhood, you know? So I I drew and I painted and I colored and things like that. So my mom one day she actually came. I came home from school. I was like in grade school, very very. I want to say like fifth grade. And I I saw all the, um, all the. She took butcher paper from like you know and plaster and put it all around the wall. So my whole all of my walls, four walls in my bedroom were covered with paper and thumbtacks. You know, and just like all I saw was white. And in the corner was a bucket full of like neon chalk and like colorful markers and like all these kind of things and some paint and some. And even Clayton, I'm like, okay, how am I, what am I gonna do with that? But she's like, just have fun and create. And I'm like, are you serious? Look at a
1: mother's love. Yeah. Look so, at that. Yeah, she mom, poured yeah. into your passion and what you wanted to do. I'm
0: literally only sitting in front of you because of her vision. Like, yes. seriously. So, yeah. And even when I didn't even see it in myself, she saw it. So she took these murals that I painted and or I drew and then she would save them. And sometimes I just thought they would just, she would throw them away. And because she would give me new walls, but she saved them all and brought them to a performing arts high school. And it's like, look at what my kid is doing. So I had an interview and I got accepted. <laughs> and uh, wow. and so that kind of started my whole, you know, art int- introduction into art and art history. Yeah. And then I just had a love for art history, you know. So I went to uh, college for art history for a very small amount of time in Atlanta. And I actually had to drop out of school because I couldn't afford it, you know. I come from like a wow. super humble ba- background. So it was like, um, how are you going to do this? <laughs> so I let go of school. school. Um, and I actually, yeah, I just, yeah, let go of school. And I started working for MAC Cosmetics. My cosmetics, I was like 18 at the time, 18 mm-hmm. or 19, 19. And then uh, I got the highest sales in the Southeast. So they were like, hey, listen, we're gonna send you to New York City. So basically went to New York City. Um, I started doing, ma- I actually picked up my first makeup brush when by mistake, actually someone was like, hey, listen, I'm gonna go to do a photo- photos with this photographer but the makeup artist canceled, can you paint my face? Because she knew I would actually love to paint and I'd mm-hmm. love to draw. I'm like, uh, sure, okay, whatever. The photographer gave me $250. His name is Desmond Tuckerson. And I was Shout like- out Desmond. Shout out Desmond. And uh, he's like, can you come back next week and do the same thing? And then he told the people at Mac about me and then I got hired and then I went to New York. And uh, went to New York City. Was working there for a bit, and then I got fired at 22 for being late. Right, quan uh, want. I thought like my life was over when I walked out that day.
1: <laughs> but you're good. But I was okay.
0: <laughs> and then yeah, and then you know, next thing you know, like I, I meet um, I started to do the windows for Bergdorf uh, Goodman, Barney's, yes. and uh, Henry Bendel. I actually was walking past the store, and I saw these guys just bringing these like huge trees and this all this big stuff for this holiday window and Bendel's. And I was like, whoa! This looks so fun and creative. So I asked the guy who was bringing it. I was like, and he happened to be the visual director. I didn't even know. I was like, how do you do this? He's like, do you have a degree or anything like that? You know, you have to have a. I was like, no, but um, I can do this though. Like, right. you know? I don't and, need a degree. I got he like, this. He's like, come tomorrow night. You're gonna have to spend the night in the store, but we we can use a freelancer. So I'm like, sure. So I came and I actually started, and then I actually became really good at it, and then I got a full time job at the store across the street, which is Gucci, to be the men's merchandiser. Okay, and... Gucci. So that kind of thing happened. So um, on my lunch break, <laughs> I know I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it in. On my lunch break, I actually met Pat McGrath's assistant, who actually, we were freelancers together when we were younger. His name is Yadim. He actually is a makeup artist, Yadim Carranza. Mm -hmm. And um, he's like, hey, listen, I'm I'm working with this lady. Her name is Pat McGrath. Uh, You should come to one of the shows at Bryant Park. This is when Fashion Week was still at the tent. Yes. And shout out to the tents, those um, look, days, right?
1: I, look, I'm, a, I'm a, a little bit of an old head. I'm, I rem- o- yeah, I'm I an remember, OG too, right? I'm an OG. I remember going to the shows at the tents at Brian Park. I went,
0: that's when it was magic, you know? That was magical. That was was magical, that era, man, pre-Instagram. Yes. Um, so I went to my first show. I didn't have anything to lose. Didn't even really have a makeup kit, but I just went. And so Pat, I guess she sort of saw, saw something in me. She said, hey, listen, are you going to be in Milan um, in two weeks for the shows? And I said, yeah, yeah sure. I'll be there. Mind you, I had no way of getting there. I didn't even have a passport at the time. Look
1: at you making it happen, though.
0: I did, yeah, I, I had to, you know? And so, um, but I was at that time also doing makeup in a strip club in Queens.
1: I so, know that is right. Shout,
0: shout out to Riviera High Girls.
1: Yes! Um, yeah, at the strip club. Yeah, I would go
0: from these elaborate... I was in there for two and a half years, almost three years in the strip club. But I was actually... So I would go from these elaborate sets, working with Pat or working with Charlotte on, you know, for Vanity Fair or whatever that looks like. And directly from those sets... You know, take a nap and go right to the club with the girls and do it until 2 a.m. And then back again the next day. But working in the club Sir with the girls. John, this is
1: magical story. That babe. is, like,
0: real so. hustle. Yeah, but working in the club with the girls allowed me to work for free in the daytime. Basically, when you're an editorial assistant, you don't make any money, you know? Oh, so I, know. I, I made I made, like, $50 on an editorial shoot for a 10-hour day. Right. So, but also that speaks to the fact that the people who have the time to, uh, to be interns, those girls who are able—it's also socioeconomic and in, in terms of opportunity. Like the people who can work for free, who are all the PR girls, who are all the girls who are actually at the fashion agencies or whatever that looks like in the big houses—they were able to work for free because their parents bankrolled their life, you know. Uh, so if you, know. if you think it's about very it, very similar. The, those those opportunities didn't come to people who just who needed to work and make money. Absolutely. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna work at night <laughs> at the strip and, club. At the, at the club. Right and also they sent me to the, they sent me. I remember I told the girls I was like, hey, I got this cool opportunity to go to Europe, you know, with this lady named Pat McGrath or whatever. And they were like, I was like, but I can't go because I just got bills and I have stuff to do, you know, whatever. I was I didn't think I would be able to make it. And they was like, oh no, you're gonna go. And so they took a jar, you know, and they they actually peeled some dollars no, off stop. I swear, they sent me my, they twerked they me, you they sent me all europe, the way to europe for the first to time. to europe yeah these
1: totally. girls dropped it like it was hot totally, yeah for you to do <laughs> that show yeah. in milan yeah so
0: i went i honestly got to milan my first passport stamp ever i'm sorry i'm dead yeah i'm dead and no. gone that's amazing so yo. so basically get to europe sorry fast forward get to europe with pat and then i just remember like this is the first time I've ever, you know, had this thing happen. Actually, I found if everything went, when you actually are. Con- I'm not sure if you ever read the book, The Alchemist, but when you're um, the
1: Alchemist is one of my favorite books. Totally, it's amazing. Right?
0: But when you're trying to do something, the universe will conspire to help you if yes. you're if you're in vibrational alignment, if you're in alignment with what you were going to receive. So whatever you spend emotional attention on is your reality. So it, it could be a parking spot. It could be a cup of coffee. It could be a million dollar contract. Or it could be a trip to Europe, whatever that looks like. Come through word. This is a word. If you are in alignment. So I hopefully, I think at that time, I must have been in alignment, (laughs) but got to Europe and then it just happened. She sent me, my first show was Dolce and Gabbana. And then after that, which she took me to Prada. And then after that, she's like, I'm gonna send you to Naomi's hotel room. I was like, Naomi. Campbell. (laughs) So she's like, there's only
1: one Naomi that we, especially
0: in that business yeah, that we recognize. So she sent me to the Bulgari Hotel in Milan and I first, and I just remember meeting her and and working with her and she was my first client. Yeah.
1: That's Insane, celebrity
0: or not yeah she was the first client i had
1: i hope that there's a book coming at some point because you need to write this down everyone
0: like the people say it i just but i'm still i'm still in it so so much i
1: feel it already i'm
0: still in it so much that i have i would like i would have had chapters happen within the last year even start writing them (laughs) right now
1: write the stripper ones and like the 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 sephora
0: counter ones like can i I tap you to help me um yes OK, please. OK, I would love that. So okay. that's on word. That's on wax now.
1: Right. We don't, we don't <laughs> put that on the side uh, yeah, after yeah, we yeah. have our conversation. But yes, okay. I'm, I'm helping you because that's an amazing story. But what was it like, SJ, yeah. to get that Beyonce call? Mm like when yeah. they said I mean Naomi is an icon In the business yeah in, in I mean, the business and, 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 and I'm and sorry yeah. yeah but like you're known yeah. in these streets I'll obviously be, for for B, for B. Yeah. and beating her face yeah. to perfection yeah. for the gods yeah. what was it like yeah. when they called you and said you need to come here yeah. you know and so beat crazy? the that, queen's face is
0: that no matter what I do if I could run for president tomorrow I could actually <laughs> do something, create something crazy but I'll always I always have that title it's like but which is because you know but also that speaks to how how her light is so bright she's the sun you know she's huge she's the sun um so yes what was that phone call like i basically i remember i was i was living uh, it's just i was post a really bad breakup (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i was just like kind of just not in a good space you know and then i got a phone call to you know hey we want you to come to parkwood for something parkwood and I was like, Parkwood, I was like, is this IRS tricking me to come? Like, <laughs> is, did I not pay my taxes or something? Like, cause it was so, it was so vague and like illusory and, and it didn't seem like it wasn't, they wouldn't tell me what it was for.
1: Right.
0: So I'm like, I'm not going to some office if you're not telling me why I'm coming there, you know? Right. <laughs> so I went to, um, to the office and I just remember meeting Angie, um, Beyonce mm-hmm. and, um, she's always been so cool. And then she's like, Hey, listen, we want you to, you see, I went into this office and so all of my work that, so it kind of hit me. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, They've already done happening? their homework. So I'm looking at your work. I saw pictures of Joe and I saw pictures of Natasha Poli, Jordan Dunn, you know. And I was like, so there, we want you to bring this here. She's going to go on a tour. Who is she? <laughs> and, you know, Beyonce, she's going to go on a tour. And uh, we want you to go on tour with her, you know, and we want you to sign a like, contract. Did your
1: head explode yeah. when they were like, for Beyonce, you're going on tour with her and you will beat her face every day?
0: I mean, mind you, I, I met her a year prior. At um, Tom Ford's first women's wear show. So mm-hmm. the, we, we, when we met, um, I remember she uh, we were doing the Tom Ford show with Charlotte Tilbury. She was the key. And Charlotte said, hey, listen, you're going to do her, her, and her. So her with Julianne Moore, Daphne Guinness, and um, Beyonce. And, no big deal. And uh, Joan Smalls was there, Leah Capetti, like all these girls walked that show. It was a private show at Tom Ford's. Um, I remember Madison. the show. Like, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so um, I, w- I remember opening the curtain and just seeing all this big, beautiful gold hair. And... And Neil Farina is curling each one, one by one by one. Shout so out, whenever Neil. whenever you see all that hair, it's not like a track. No, I'm sorry, that's individual curls. Oh my god! And so she turned around and she was she looked at me up like, you know, hey, what's up? And then got by, you know tur- turned her around and got back on her laptop. And I just kind of like freaked out inside, like, oh shit. So yes. I act normal, act cool. And I was like, Well, how old are you? That's the first question I asked her. Wow. And since so she was like You're
1: never supposed to ask a woman I know, her age I know. and you asked the biggest star woman in the and world. So she looked her at age. me and
0: just like put her head down and looked at me with like this sideways look, like, I'm twenty-eight. I was like, I'm twenty-eight too. Yeah. <laughs> and that kind of like, you know, began our little sister brotherhood. I love this woman. I mean, mind you. She's in my head. I know she's like my client first. And I always talk to so many makeup artists about being professional and always seeing your client as your client. They're not your friends. Right. But I see her as I see her as a sister. It's I, I family. look her as family. Yeah. And I'm very protective of her in, in that way when it comes to like things.
1: Did you go into like beast mode? Because yeah. some people would pick up the brush and be like fumbling and like, oh, my God, I smeared her lipstick. And other people would be like, uh-uh, I'm going to be on point right now
0: i just just remember i was kind of sitting outside of myself if that makes any sense like looking at myself from the top but i just remember in that space like as soon as i start to work any person who actually has a craft where you're a creative you know um when they say when the spirit meets the hand art art is created Mm -hmm. so i just i wasn't i left the building and i just started to work whenever you get into a place of a rhythm you know if you're a dancer if you're a singer if you're a musician you're not technically in that space something else is there you know so right. i just started to work and i just did it so i just, just knew it was it was the most focused. important smoky i've had to ever, ever do you know so yes. um fast forward to the you know when i'm at the office and um i just remember getting a, a confidentiality agreement that was like a bible of and, course and, the nd to, to an inch of your life and i was <laughs> like i gotta go get a lawyer i had to get i had to get an agent you know yeah. i didn't even have an agent at the time mm-hmm. um so that happened but also i remember they were like listen you can't say you work here you know you have to be completely um oh, really? like silent and not you can't use pictures like you can't even post or anything like that and i was like wow i was like this is such a great opportunity but i can't go underground i'm just starting to get get a little bit of like you know um shine visibility and visibility slightly you know so i can't go underground it's gonna be suicide for my career Mm-hmm. So I actually I just remember talking to Angie. And I'm like, well, I don't know if this is the right opportunity for me.
1: Wow. You know,
0: if if I can't have autonomy, made my own work. And right. so, um, it was something that they were like, well, you know what, let's re- let's vi- revisit this. And so let's go. You know, so the powers that be were like, well, listen, Instagram was probably three months old. You know, or mm-hmm. it was like it wasn't even yeah. a thing. It was just Twitter at the time. But I'm never gonna take a photo. But can I when I, so something comes out? Can I say I did it? Yeah. Um, and so they were like, like listen, we're going to approve your posts. You can do this. And I was the first person to ever post, her, you know, from her team, a picture wow, of her. Oh,
1: That's amazing. I love that you stood your ground, right? You said, this is my art yeah. and I need to be able to show my art to the world. Absolutely. Yes. It's on the most famous, one of the most famous women in the world, but like, and I understand her privacy, yeah. but like this is the art that I'm pouring out into the world and I need to be able to celebrate that. It's not even just being like, Oh, I did Beyonce. It's like, look at this beautiful masterpiece I did on this
0: woman. It's it's, it's just like you have these photos on your desk in front of you. This is my portfolio. So she's a vehicle of my perk portfolio in that way. So, you know, as a hairstylist, that's the platform where people can see what I my craft, you know, Mm -hmm. or a makeup artist, whatever that looks like. So that's how that's how I kind of felt in that moment. I walked out of the office like that was the stupidest thing you could have ever done. (laughs) And then I got the phone call like, hey, listen, we're going to work it out.
1: Look at that. Yeah, that is just I mean, I hope everyone listening to like that's just such a testament to like believing in yourself and believing in your worth and knowing that I stand by my work. They're going to love my work. And like I deserve this and they gave you what you deserve. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, so a little more technical. We've seen Beyonce like work it out on stage. She's doing, I mean all the stages (laughs) she's dropping like it's hot. She's twerking. She's doing this. There's bands. She's sweating. There's wind machines, all of the things. Right. And. We also saw that viral moment where she like wipes her face with the towel and like literally nothing came off. Like what sorcery <laughs> do you have in your hands in your mind in your makeup kit that allowed yeah. this woman to be sweating and doing the most, wipe her face and nothing came off. Go. We need we need answers, <laughs> Sir John. We need answers.
0: So I think that the moment that we are referring to would be Coachella and the white towel. Yes. And it became one of those things where you know um if people see the shows if you guys go to tours formation or miss carter show whatever that looks like you always at some point during the formation tour even i used to run on stage for at two at two points to the show to give her a touch-up you know and um but after every song during every song i'm actually you know when she's go when she goes back when she walks back to change her clothes wherever i am i need to be making my way back there too if i'm not in that so dress she's getting too- makeup touch up touch-ups oh like in between every set babe it's like the daytona 500 <laughs> when they change the wheels yeah she, she comes back and everything from hair you know we have to because she's sweating we want to blow dry her hair recurl it change her outfit i mean we even if we have a long enough time if there's three songs i might even change eyeshadow or put a, a topper on top of it. look that i've already done she's changed her nail color in, in that space so what yes and it's so magic. yeah it's, it's it's a thing and but when you're in that space as a makeup artist so, uh, there's a few of us who know what that is who have actually been on tour with like the people and you have to be like when think crazy things are happening around me i get really really calm for some reason mm-hmm. i've seen a lot as a child yeah. <laughs> but i get really calm and i don't go i don't get excited i just go down you know and i just get really focused and that's what you need when you're in a space and you're in an environment when things are really really chaotic almost like being a fireman or whatever that looks like mm-hmm. um so we go in there and i just whip 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 or in terms of face, I'm holding her face, or I'm holding her neck, like, don't move. You have to have also the confidence oh to get in there and get it. Like, you know, yeah. we've, I've had some other people who have come to do makeup when I'm there. I can't do shows in America or whatever, and, or whatever that looks like. And you have to be, you have to know when to jump in. And in terms of double dutch, you know, when you double dutch, you gotta yeah. jump in when you can. Uh. If you don't, you're gonna miss it. And it's right. it's not a good look for you, right. but no, it's, it's been great. So long story short, when she's um, on stage in that way, I do duality is key ladies. So duality when it comes to foundation, using a a cream foundation and buffing in a powder on top of it. So using a cream blush, buffing a powder blush into it as well. Using a gel pot liner, using that as a base for shadows. Same thing with eyebrows, making sure if you use a pencil for your brows, it's waxy by noon, you know, because we have oily lids or whatever that looks like. So making sure you set it with the powder. So that duality creates a Teflon or some kind of a bulletproof face. Bulletproof face.
1: You do it to perfection, <laughs> my brother. Yeah, thank it is you, so but also good. it's
0: timing too. Knowing that, okay, if she has like the oh. difference between her being on stage for a two and a half minute song and an extra thirty seconds, even I know it's gonna it's gonna drop the. It, there'll be a lot more sweat or things I have to build up. So I'm always like, bring it back in, girl. Come on, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> come on back yeah. into the dressing room now. Okay, yeah. you know they've had enough for a second, but no, I, I really um appreciate her in terms of like you know this is the thing in terms of makeup artists. And I know, I know I'm super long winded, but in terms of makeup okay. artists, there's uh, a few of us or a few people who have the luxury to do beautiful makeup on just women who sit and maybe just jump into the air for a photo. I don't have that luxury. Like the women who I'm working around, like, for example, you know, I did Glamour with Serena Williams. Yes. And remember when she she had to do a video portion and she's hitting the ball at the target, you know, and every time she hit the ball, I'll just never forget it. It was just like thunderous, like loud, bam, you know, Mm -hmm. and this it's so active. She's just, you know, such a, almost like a Greek god on Mount Olympus kind of active. She is. Yeah, she is. Even more so, you know. She's the GOAT. She's the GOAT. Um, And then, you know, Beyonce, she's on stage. I mean, and she just turns into an uh, otherworldly thing, a human. And so these women are so active. So products for me, when I get products in the mail every single day, they send all this makeup to our house, my house every day um it has to be it has to withstand like it's almost like bare paint in a way right. it needs to withstand the elements you know yeah. and so for me that's why I think in terms of makeup artistry if I talk about a product or endorse it it's been through the ringer
1: yeah Trust. are there any products that like are your go-tos for Beyonce for Serena for anyone who you're like this is really like one of like my most magical things in my kit
0: um, well you know what uh, I got a lot of things, I'm, and honestly, because this is ladies at home, I came in. On, <laughs> I came in on my day off because I love this woman so much. Ah, so we're you. not working, and I'm not going to endorse <laughs> any brands because I wanted to give you this authentic yes. talk. So no brands today. Okay,
1: no brands. But are there any things that you're like? Even just like the product, not yes, the brand, yes, like yes, that yes. you're just like, I have to have this. This is like, I'll tell you what, holy grail.
0: One thing I want you to, I'll give you a tip in in terms of application. So for example, if you're going to have, if you have oily skin or if you're going to be in an environment where it's humid or hot, like, you know, wedding season is upon us. A prom season is upon us. Sometimes it's okay to be, to omit your moisturizer only in that day. So it makes, and it sounds crazy. I'm like, I always preach about using your moisturizer and putting your foundation on when your moisturizer is wet. However, if you're going to be in a high energy thing, your foundation is going to lift because of that emollient quality of your moisturizer. So in that one case, just try to use a like a, a, a water mist or some kind of hydrating mist or something that is lacking in emollient texture because you want it to stay on all day. Yeah, that makes any sense. No,
1: that's a good that's a good tip for sure. Um, I want to talk a little bit about you as an entrepreneur, right? You are not only a makeup artist to all these amazing stars, but you're also a TV star. You're on American Beauty.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: you're also working with a lot of amazing brands, whether you want to shout them out or not. Um, and you have some fun collaborations and things coming up. So I wanted you to talk about that because, you know, I do think that as artists, we are very much, you know, associated with the, the people we work with or the brands we work with. I mean, I love the fact that I get to represent essence, but I'm also me and you're also you. So I want you to talk about like what you're doing and like the TV aspect to your collaborations. Okay, cool.
0: Um thank you for that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um and I'll you know, I feel right now, even just talking to you, and this is just such a safe space. You know, yes. like like you know, if I'm not sure whoever's listening, if you can or if you have, uh the ability to know who this woman is in front of me. Like she's such a warm soul and a light. So thank like you, I just love. I feel like I'm just talking to someone on my sofa and like this is this is yes. good. Yes.
1: Yeah. And my light sees your light Boom. Yes,
0: yes. Okay. And what is his own level? Yes. Um, no, so for me, i I've, I've I'm I'm the oldest, you know, and so I've always had to be a hustler and um, give back to my mom and, you know, and make sure that, you know, I put my sister through college or whatever that looks like. And, you know, I'm I'm the first generation of that thing that has broken a generation, a few generations of, you know, um, I mean, it's, and I look at, I don't mean to divert, but so many of us can identify with the fact that we are maybe first or second generation after Jim Crow, after all these things that have happened to, you know, we didn't have, you know, our, if our grandparents were. You know, able to do the things that other grandparents were able to do back in the twenties, thirties, forties, fifties. You know, our our legacy would be a little different at this current state and time. But but not. I digress. I don't want to get too militant. However, um, <laughs> what I'm doing get right militant now here. This is we're we gonna go there. I'm gonna key I'm gonna <laughs> key it up. But no, I'm um. So basically, yeah, I have really some cool things happening. I'm co-executive producer of American Beauty Star. Um, it's in this, it, we just wrapped season two. Season one was with um on Lifetime, 10:9 Central. Yes. Um, shout it's out an to an Lifetime It's an amazing TV. show we uh we had um adriana lima as the host for first season and then second season was the amazing ashley graham who we all love christy brinkley was one of the hosts i mean judges um that so that was cool but i i told these guys when i started with lifetime like this is cool but i don't really i'm not really interested in tv i'm not pressed to be on television you know so if this if i'm going to do this i need to be a producer and then the second season i need to be a co-exec producer and then now I i'm actually that's right and now i'm get actually pitching a show now um i don't want to get too much away but i'm pitching a show on uh similar something that happens to be really dear to my heart which is mental health and beauty and how we look and feel is is tied and and all that whole thing So timely yeah and so um to uh, netflix or and things like that but so besides the television aspect i have yes i do have a contract with l'oreal paris I've had the, um, I've had the longest, uh, contract that I've any makeup artist ever. Amazing! And, um, it's been years now I've been with those guys and they've taught me so much about this media and just like preparation. And, and I mean, I've learned this business you know, from a corporate standpoint through L'Oreal, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, they're the biggest luxury brand in the world at the moment. Absolutely. Then also I do have, um, a couple other contracts and I have two licensing deals. I'm also, uh, I created, um, I went to South Africa to do a masterclass. I've actually done the masterclass all over the world. Even last year, for example, I did one in Cape Town, Johannesburg, uh, Amsterdam, Paris, you know, some stateside Iceland. Mm -hmm. And I fell in love, fell in love with the South African um, market. I love South Africa. I love it. It's amazing. And those people and I've Mm -hmm. never been received. The way I'm received there, it actually changed how I look at myself. I I even I have more confidence in me or I saw myself in a different way visiting there and then coming back like, okay, if they if they see this in my if, if they see this in me. You need to see this in you all the time, you Absolutely. know, and it sh- but it shouldn't always be for someone to see it in you first. You know, that's mm-hmm. the, that's the thing I need to work on within my own self. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so I uh, so I went there and I then they had this need to like we want makeup from you. So I met this amazing company called Woolworths. Woolworths is a um, uh, subsidiary of Marks and Spencer's MS in London. So they own Woolworths, and Woolworths is in an Australia and South Africa. It's a really really trusted retailer. It's a great retailer. Yeah, they
1: used to be in the United States too. It's, it's a, Woolworths it's a still different, in...
0: different company? It's so a the different. One, yeah, the one with the Woolies here back in the day was completely different. Was owned by a different you know, uh, company and everything like that. So that Woolworths is more like Bloomingdale's of South Africa. Okay. And so, um, yeah. So they were like, "Hey, listen, we want you to create my cosmetics for us." And so I have six collections that are happening over the course of three years, like I have three the years.
1: Sir John Cosmetics, yeah, like it's, it's yours.
0: I literally a week to today, actually, last Thursday, oh I was in gosh. I was in Johannesburg, and we did the release of Sir John XW Beauty at a gallery on there. And um, I mean, South Africa is such an amazing, amazing diverse, diverse uh, place. And so Cape Town and Joburg I go, but my store, my collection is actually in stores on shelves now. And so this, the pre-sale completely sold out at the um, event.
1: Okay, um, so if I can't get to South Africa, though, yeah. like, how am I getting it here? So
0: if you can't how go to South we Africa, how are we getting it here in the United go to States? South Africa, I have another surprise up my sleeve. Okay, can I say it? Yes. Yeah? Okay. Say it. So this is actually. Drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually um I got a really cool phone call, man. I got a cool phone call from Disney um last May. Okay, or, no, that's or May, another July. great phone call to get oh, Disney. I don't know, and they were like, "Hey, listen, we um we actually." are doing you know the lion king is happening and we thought we, you would be a great person to we actually the only person we're looking at period if you don't do it it's not going to happen to do like lion king cosmetics what so yeah lion king cosmetics and i'm like, like
1: to partner with disney iconic and we know beyonce's in the yeah, live so she, action film the, right
0: she's the voice of nala she's the voice of nala and uh it was one of those things where i immediately the first question i asked them guys if you're expecting me to ride her into this it's not going to happen. And if you're, if you're wanting to do this with me, me, that's great. Right. But in no way is like, you know how like the Mattel says uh, the dolls can sold separately. Beyonce sold separately. Right. <laughs> like,
1: that's her she's thing. Not,
0: no, yeah. Uh, we don't come as a package deal. I can't call on her to help me in, endorse this. Right. Because um, a lot of companies come through us to get to right. her. They're like, we oh,
1: to, oh, we'll go through Sir John and yeah. then we'll get Beyonce that's, to do something with cool. him. Right. It's so, not. but this
0: one, they were like, "Hey, listen, no, we want you. We want your expertise. We've seen what you're doing, in L'Oreal. We've seen how you actually work with Glossier in this way, and have influenced um the color shade range for all even this company in London. So, we want you to bring some of that here." And um, I just remember like hanging, I'm hanging up the phone, and just sitting there and just looking into space for like ten minutes, like what the hell? Yes. And, oh my god! It was, but I've had so many of those moments. That are just like whoa, okay, where time slowed down, you know?
1: Yeah, but
0: it's, and it's just God is good. My grandmother's upstairs watching God is over me.
1: So good, that is so exciting. Yeah. Disney, so, it must be exciting too. They seem like they have like crazy resources and are so imaginative. Yeah. Did they give you all of that and say like? Whatever you need to create something yeah. around this Lion King moment, yeah. like whatever you need, you got it.
0: So what they did is they said, hey, listen, we want you to do this. You have our our full support, but, <laughs> dun, dun, <laughs> the dun, but. Here's, the, here's the but you have to find you have to bankroll it and then uh-huh. just pay us the licensing fee. So like like we do with Matt Cosmetics, like we do uh-huh. with uh, uh, what's the other company, Colourpop or whatever. Uh-huh. And but if but when you look at the Mac Cosmetics or when you look at ColourPop, they're already companies that have huge distribution channels already. I, I'm, right. I'm just a guy, yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: the greatest of guys.
0: <laughs> and so I, I immediately thought of this company called Luminess. So Luminess is um, mm-hmm. I actually work with them, you know, a couple times in the past, and I've been to their labs. I actually seen the products. I know the texture and the payoff that they have is really impactful and it's good. Like I, mm-hmm. I would support it. So I'm like, let me call Luminess and see if they're interested in even working together. So I called Luminess. I'm like, hey guys you know how this thing are you interested do you want to manufacture the products um and they were like uh, yeah and so it happened and it's oh, we the packaging is done i, I i'll show it i'll show it to you and you'll get yes! a, a huge beautiful box oh my gosh and i was exciting. inspired by completely like the african landscape in terms of the collection and the colors and i mean if you think about it you and i right we mm-hmm. are the children who used to, who went to go to the movies the first time to see lion king Absolutely. You know? And so now the the, you know, and my
1: son listens to it now and watches it and loves it.
0: But so, but you're my target demo, you know, Mm -hmm. in the sense of like, you know, the 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 nostalgia, Yeah, that sense of nostalgia, that look back, you know, you can't to burst something new and organic, you have to have an eye on the past, you know? So you guys are, who are bringing your kids to go see Lion King for the first time. Those are the women who I was after. I wanted to make sure that not only is it a beautiful product, but is the packaging something that is a time capsule? Is this packaging something beautiful? So for me, I love a a product from the outside in, you know? Yes. And um, it is, and I and I just honestly, I just I I couldn't be happier about this Lion King thing, and it's it's it's.
1: Are there like fun names like a Yeah, and Every,
0: like all the eyeshadows are called like you know everything from Mufasa this and yes. this. It's, it's you guys are gonna love Mufasa,
1: Mufasa, love, Mufasa. love love love,
0: and honestly, when you see, I'm gonna show you uh, some of the packaging yes. things, and I'll send it to you. But it's and I'm not yes. saying this because I, I did this, but it's a really wearable, very wearable, beautiful collection with pigmented products, and also it looks great. For all women, for all yeah. complexions, from Harlem to Hong Kong, anybody can wear this.
1: Nice. Okay. So to close out, That's I want around. to talk. No, <laughs> it, this has been an amazing conversation. Yeah. And so many people are going to be inspired by your story, awesome. one. And two, just like, we just celebrate yeah. you because you're just so Thank amazing. You. I wanted you to talk a little bit about what it's like. You talked, you touched on it. But I want you to go deep because this is essence black girl magic headquarters um i want you to go deep about being a black man in this industry and like what that looks like and what it means and how you're also because i like to stay solution oriented as well how you're you know working to change that um and bring up the next generation and that sort of thing so talk a little bit about that
0: wow um thank you for this platform to be able to even have a conversation like this and um you know it's, it's it, this goes so deep because I didn't always feel comfortable having the conversation. You know why? And even to a couple of years ago, I remember having a conversation with my girl, Kalana. Um,
1: Kalana Barfield, that's Kalana.
0: my sis. That's my sis, right? And so I'm talking, I was like, you know, when, so many, I remember we were on tour for Formation at the time. And then it was one of the summers where every single day, there was a day, it was a, a month, I'm sorry, I think it was a March, where every single day there was someone gunned down by police violence. It was it was it happened yeah. at such an alarming rate that it was just world news at the time. So I was in Glasgow and I just remember looking at the news like, wow, like this is making it all the way over here at this point. Mm-hmm. Guys, this, this is something. So I remember talking to Be about it. And then she posted all the names. I'm not sure if you guys remember yeah. on that board of all the people who had been gunned down by recently by. And so and then and when you're in a space like that. When you're in a space when so much has happened politically, this is like post—you know—we're supposed to live in a post-racial society, you know, all it's quote-unquote. I have the air yeah. quotes up.
1: Yeah, and air quotes. All these kind of things. Post-racial.
0: And it's like, how can I talk about this? But I also have a contract with a French brand. I also have—I mean, I represent. So I want to be, a, in that I want to be involved. I want to be active. I want to actually lend my voice to something I'm emotionally attached to, mm-hmm. um, but I don't want to damage the platform that I have right now. So how do? How do where does that? Because it, where, how do you strike that balance? You know, mm-hmm. and also. When you are a person of color, you know, as an African-American man, you know, sometimes, not sometimes, anytime, whenever you have a love, whenever you rally for your community, it's seen as anti-American. Right. And, you know, my love for the black community doesn't have to be anti-American, you know, and it, it, they're, the two are mutually exclusive. Because when you look at Absolutely. other demographics, their love for their, their you know, the heritage, if it's Irish pride, or if it's, you know, if you happen to have so many Jewish friends, and they right. love on them. They right. love, uh, publicly out. They love on each other. You but know, we're and,
1: seen as angry and militant. And, yeah.
0: Or whenever you and... want to bring light on even our past or our vehicles. You know, we can talk about. Can we? We can talk about the Holocaust all the time. Mm-hmm. But can we talk about some of the experiences that we had? Did we ever so, have? Right. We ever talked about the Black Holocaust, which is you know King Leopold from Belgium, or I me, mean, uh, and i uh, what he's done to the African Congo mm. by cutting off limbs. Like there's so many mm. things that we just can't bring up because it seems whatever. So I'm going to move on. I'm going to keep keep going again. But No, but that's good context
1: yeah. of like context, yeah. the historical the stuff that we have to deal with that yeah. then prevents us from maybe having a conversation. Having a conversation or thriving yeah. the way we should in
0: different industries. Absolutely. So 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 I remember Black Lives Matter first start, would start starting and I just wanted, I went I marched. You know, I went I remember going and d- sitting out in uh Grand Central Station. I laid out in Grand Central Station with everyone else, you know? And uh it was one of those things where but can I talk about this? Can I go on Twitter? Can I say I did it? You know? Can right. I even, without offending anyone, at you know, in the boardroom, so that I'm working with daily, right.
1: and for them to be like, ooh, maybe we shouldn't work with Sir John yeah. because he's yeah. a little political or yeah. A militant. Yeah,
0: and I mean, now it's cool to be political, but a few right. years, the, the climate can change so quickly. But you know, so to, to your to your question, like, what is it like, you know, being in this space? And I mean, mind you, if you guys realize, like, I, the the life that I have, I'm living is like not a lot, a lot to. Uh,
1: um, don't you can cry, you can cry. It's good. This is this is real. This is real. This is real. I know. I, I it's emotional, um, but it's important for people to also understand that you're, you're grateful and that it's a it's still a struggle it's a beautiful struggle but it is still a struggle but that you're in this space and like you are you're such a you're such a light and your presence means a lot sir john and i know that you know that because you're crying but you're tearing up but you have to know that you just being you and being in the spaces that you're in is affecting so many people and inspiring
0: so many people um it can be difficult and it's, it's, it can be weight, but I, I see it as, I don't even see it as weight. I see it as like, no, no, we have to do this. And you know what? The, the thing that inspires me, or it actually allows me to push. And I'm sorry to get emotional, guys. I'm not even. No, <laughs> but but
1: that, yeah. that that shows us yeah. it's
0: real. Um, but, which, but what pushes you is when I'm up against what is uh, called actually, uh, the, you know, the ideal of white supremacy and what that looks like. And from a corporate standpoint is, um, even though I have, you know, a title, someone telling you they, they don't necessarily want to listen to you like hey can we change this lighting here um you're as a key I'm talking to a key grip or whoever and mm-hmm. I'm and I'm met with something like why do I have to listen to this guy you know I'm on a set and actually I'm right. working with you know a photographer who's shooting something for one of my cosmetics campaigns and he feels like, well, he doesn't feel I'm the client. He feels, you know, Woolworths is the client or whatever that looks like. There's so many times where you go, you push up against this, I'm in first class. I haven't flown coach in four years. I mean, in first class and I uh, I get on and then the the flight attendant says to me, these are microaggressions, but I mean, we all have them. So you guys know what I mean, but hey, are you a part of the team? And I look, I turn around like, who, who, what team? I'm the captain. And I see, and I see two other black men who (laughs) look, we cannot, we don't even look like we're going to the same... Oh, part of
1: the team of like whatever she, oh, I was those on a basketball people. football team oh. to be in first class.
0: And I look and there's a guy who is clearly old enough to be my father. And then one who's behind me looks like he could possibly be on a basketball team. And I looked there and said, no, I'm not on a basketball team. Cause you're team. just
1: a tall black first, athletic and, and looking and black class. man. And you're like, Oh, you're,
0: you have to yeah. be an athlete. How are you getting here? When you check into four seasons, when you check into these hotels, like they want to double check, verify extra, a little bit, a little bit extra, just curious of how are you here or why are you here? And so, but no, but when I'm in this space, but listen, I'm thankful. You know why? Because I know that when I'm having, I'm not, a, I'm not afraid to go up against any it. it, it. And what it yes. is, it's because I've had a really strong name since I was a child. So I've always had to deal with a little bit of pushback, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind speaking up for myself or other people. I actually will speak up for other people sometimes before I speak up for myself, you know. And it becomes the thing where it's like I know that if I'm not saying it, if I'm not checking this, I'm not letting anything slide. I'm not, you know what? And the right. thing is, if anyone's listening, I'm not allowing you and your shit. To, you're not, you're, you can't leave it on me. So right. I, so you can't leave it on me because I'm going to walk away and I'm going to be heavy and I'm going to affect my uh, family in a different way. I'm going to take this, like if you think about back in the day, think about mm-hmm. Jim Crow years, you know, those men used to go home and sometimes they were physically abusive. Sometimes they mm-hmm. were they, they would, you know, take that anger out on their kids at times. I mean, some men, not all men, because right. of what they experienced there at the right. work, at the plant, at, you know, right. that that how they were marginalized it's and trauma, made to not feel like men. transferred trauma. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, Give it back to them. Once <laughs> yes. they give it back to them, it can be in the most polite way. I'm Don't so, put it on me. Yeah, but in the most diplomatic way possible. So, um, but to your point, what is it like to be a black man in this business? It's one of the things where I know that I I, I represent all people, um, um, but also I know that I have to have I have to be that voice because someone else coming behind me doesn't necessarily have the luxury of having the L'Oréal's or the Beyonces and all these other things that I have. So I, you, you won't be able to, to give anything back to me when, once I give it to you, but mm-hmm. but you'll try this next person in a way and they won't be able to fight. Right. You know, they won't be able to, like, for example, like- I. So
1: try me so you don't try them. Yeah. You're paving the way.
0: Yeah. And, I, and I've seen so many, I've been on set and I've seen so many people look at me like, like, wow, you just, you know, you just handled that, like, you know, with those people so like well. a boss. And it's like, no, but you just, just if, if anyone's taking, like, we need to all do that. We need to have all that shared communication. Like I look at, you know, I'm always- so so in love with how the Jewish community, they mm-hmm. are so cooperative in the terms of their economics, in terms of how much they rally around each other's ideas. And it's like in the Black community, it was, mind you, it's been designed that way. If you ever read something called the yeah. Willie Lynch letter, Google mm-hmm. it, the Willie Lynch letter is just a real thing. Absolutely. Um, it's been designed that way. So, uh, you know, I'm, I want to, uh, this conversation always grows legs, but it means something to me to speak about it because of the fact that I always wasn't able to. And I feel like at a place now in my career where you can't take shit away from me <laughs> <Right>. like <laughs> so, i'm good on I'm good. any block I'm, I'm good on it we good, oh, I'm good. <laughs> so so it, it's it's like yeah, hey listen so what can you what are you going to fight for that going to make someone else's life easier but also not just because and if you're talking about true inclusivity and to, because this is the golden age of diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. um if you're talking about true inclusivity it doesn't just has, have to do with um uh race but it also has to do with uh gender fluidity as well acceptance mm-hmm. if you can't be saying you got to accept me or you, you can't be racist to me but i'm going to turn around and i'm you know anti uh i'm you know xenophobic or i I don't like this person or that person but also true inclusivity is about body image body size you know like accepting someone whose hips were bigger than they were last year or who's who doesn't have the perfect uh complexion or skin or like if their hair doesn't meet the uh, european ideal of beauty so physical
1: and mental disabilities
0: everyone absolutely so true inclusivity is basically having an open arms to anyone and anything that is uh not always the establishment. And, you know, an establishment has always thrived if we look back at cinema, not to get too deep. But, you know, since we look at if, look at the 1920s and 30s, when we first had a television in our in our homes, when the movie screen first happened, the European ideal of beauty actually influenced how we all see ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. Greta Garbo, Greta Garbo, Marlena Dietrich, you know, all those Hollywood sirens that we see, then that nostalgic era, of the silent screen stars, you know, that's when we start to first say, oh yeah, blonde hair is what you want to have. Blue eyes are the only thing that's going to be beautiful. You know, and it trickles down to how we see ourselves. I mean, I remember working at MAC Cosmetics and you have women all around the world who come in and, you know, from, from all places, but we all have been affected by that European ideal, like to the point where some people are bleaching their skin. Some people have only need pro whitening essence in their skincare a certain parts of, the, parts of the world. Some people don't feel great unless their foundation is a slate shade lighter or if their mm. hair is super straight. So we're all working through this thing together, you know? And um, I think that, you know, I talk to some of my friends who are, who happen to be, you know, European or whatever. And they're, they're always like, well, I never thought about that like that. And uh, and that's called privilege. Yeah. And, I, yep. and and you have to know it. And also Brid- the thing is, Blige. but the thing is knowing it it's, okay know it, it's okay to know it. It's okay to know that it's there, but to not know, to not to say that that doesn't exist is a right. whole nother thing. And exactly. that's when it's like, come on, girl, <laughs> come <laughs> you don't on. see that. Right. But um, I, I just want uh, people to know that like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna going all over the place. Sorry. No,
1: no, 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 yeah. that's good. These are conversations that we have to have, and ones that you know we only scratch the surface of when you talk about like the Fenty effect, yeah. right? It's like okay, great, forty shades is now the benchmark. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got to like come up to that forty shades or above, Sweet. and like that's just scratching the surface yeah. of like what it really means and the institutionalized racism and you know all of that that like bubbles up and is yeah. that that trauma that we it's have trauma. have experience and underlies all of the interactions that we have and you again just being a black man in this space um and getting the respect you deserve on those sets and from the people
0: and, and to your point also um two things uh you can't if, if someone makes you uh, angela Wright, rise how to say it right yeah, right she said it angela best Rye. you know whenever we have these conversations it doesn't necessarily have to be it all we always are concerned about is this easily digestible for the person across the table, is it right. easily digestible for you? Is my pain, what I'm going through, my trans, like whatever is, is dragging me? But can you accept it? Can you accept that I can talk about it? Can I? Right. Can I actually that I even live in this space, even though we're experiencing it? Like I live in I, I live in West Hollywood. Actually, I live in Hancock Park now, but mm-hmm. I live in West Hollywood, and I realize I'm like, where are all the people of color? Like, where are the Dominicans and the Puerto Ricans and the, you know, the Latinas, or you know, the Muslims. And because I'm from New York City, and I it was like you know I realized someone told me, hey, listen, after Jim Crow, and I, you know I'm not even sure if Gen Zs or Gen Zers, I said, I just came from mm-hmm. South Africa, Zs, Gen Zers, <laughs> even know about Jim Crow in that way or what that was, but after you know at, after 6 p.m. you couldn't be in Beverly Hills, after 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. you couldn't be anywhere around sunset, you know after right. like. This was a real thing that was in our, in our grandparents' real. lifetime. Our parents' lifetime, these people are still alive. The people who they had to deal with that, had to deal with it. And also the people who enforced those laws. Mm. Um. So when I, and I, so I'm like, that's why no one made an exodus back to West Hollywood because they weren't allowed here. There was a, there's a famous, I got, I'm not a little bit of a history buff, but I, I think a younger generation needs to know this as well. Paul Revere Williams is a, he was the first black major architect. He built, he designed the Beverly Hills Hotel. Design Amazing. Bing Crosby's home, uh, uh, no idea. all these Joan Crawford's home, um, um, Frank uh, Sinatra, one of his his apartments, and he had to learn how to draw upside down because no one would the, he his the clients wouldn't sit next to him because he was a, he was a black man, so he had to he was he learned so how while to while
1: he's sitting there with them he, he had, had to learn to, to draw upside, upside down the, all to the show them what he was thinking.
0: Yeah, and he learned how to draw upside down better than people knew how to draw the right side right. way or whatever that looks like. Right. I mean, and. But even still, speaking of that, uh, to bring my uh, point back, he had to be off of his pro- properties, off the premises of the Beverly Hills Hotel as he's creating this at 6 p.m., at 5 p.m. He had to go, even though he's the architect my of the building. My mind is
1: blown. I'm literally
0: going yeah, to, Paul like, River research. Revere Williams. And, um, Paul Revere Williams. Yeah, and so now his places have become landmarks and, you know, and things like yeah. that in Los Angeles. And they're, like, you know, uh, um, but... They're uh iconic. Yeah, so, but to that point of, you know, when you be- when you get to a place like this, you... Uh, you it's not I don't necessarily need to it, whenever you rally around one demographic, you alienate every other. So but I, I feel really comfortable in this space because even though I'm in this space, I can talk about the issues or the black issues, but I still represent luxury. I still you know, I'm still like that guy who happens to still have this fashionable career. So it doesn't it doesn't take me down if, in, in some, but in not. some ways. It it always is a shot down, do you know? To be able to voice your opinion and raise your voice about it, something that means something to you culturally, but, but um, you're changing that, changing that, and, and and also as as a person of color, do you know what it means really to um to represent? To, to, to how many black luxury brands are there when mm-hmm. it, when it comes to a person? If we think about it, like mm-hmm. they're, especially in beauty, there are none. Mm-hmm. There are right. none. Who, who yeah. else? Pat you, McGrath, I assume.
1: Pat McGrath for sure. Um, but okay you know, so whatever (laughs) you're changing it. You're changing it. We are so happy. Yes. I thank you. For being yeah. here, oh, I gotta go. I see you. <laughs> we see you. Thank you, thank you thank I love you, you. Thank you. I thank you for being yeah. here and having these real conversations. Can I say one more thing? As I um, of course, you're all
0: teed up, bro? No. You're gonna tell me to go now. I'm not telling no, you to go don't, anywhere. Don't. I'm am <laughs> just, just
1: like Beyonce's probably somewhere with a bare face, <laughs> and is like, where's Sir John? And I got you in here at Essence I talking know, to me.
0: Super important. I want to say right. And as um, and I hope this uh can just work with anyone you know I just I always say this so I have master classes everywhere and what I start to talk about like I start talking about makeup but people don't come here to talk me hear hear me talk about makeup so I'm like guys don't you want to hear me talk about makeup application but they always want to hear something different from me and um it becomes a thing where I start to talk about anxiety and depression that happens to a younger generation of girls in a disproportionate way that it does not happen to the fellas so like ladies girls guys whoever if you have teenage girls or teenage friends or like you know cousins or nieces in your life check on check in on them and when i say check in on them social media is not designed for them to feel good about themselves and so like as they're looking at their you know it's not real it's not social media is not real it's not real and i'm part of this you know i'm actually i always talk about it i have to get in front of it and be honest i'm a part of the problem when i say part of the problem i'm in the beautification of you know making things look so perfect that that, but that perfection that I create on, on a camp campaign or a cover or ad creates a little bit of inner distance between a girl and herself. You know, absolutely. And so what I'm saying is, ladies, don't follow don't follow people who make you feel good about bad about right. yourself. And so if you're only right. following people with famous last names who are size zero and who run from like their private plane and the Victoria's Secret thing to their Super. you're gonna feel it, it, like bad
1: right yeah. comparison comparison is the 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 killer of
0: joy but well, we can't help but compare because we're all looking into yeah. our phones and, and even myself and,
1: and when it, i say it's it, not yeah. real like when i even look at our instagram like there are moments they're snapshots right Absolutely. it's not all of that time in between and so it's real that happened okay. but it's not the whole story Absolutely and not. we're storytellers we're, we're story through our art, through yeah. our words, okay, through everything. We are storytellers. And so tell your story as authentically and beautifully as possible. Okay. And don't allow anyone else to steal that joy from you.
0: Yeah. So, so when you, um, when you're on social, just realize that shit ain't real. And when I say that shit isn't real, it's even yes. when we look at influencers and I have so many influencer friends, but when you think about it, we like girls always say, Oh, that's the girl next door. That's why I'm going to buy a, a eyeshadow from this girl or whatever. But when you go into a real influencer's home, it's like CBS studios in there. Right. They're like they're digitally retouched professionals. Right. So there's you know, ring
1: lights. Yeah. There's.
0: And so like all of that makes someone at someone's journey at home that in, in terms of like self-identity feel a little bit separated. So well, oh, and less than and less than. So all I'm saying is only follow people who make you feel good about yourself. If that means I'm following me for a second no um, that, you follow you too, because whatever. the
1: conversations no. you're having are real and they yeah. need to be done and we need to see your art so everyone needs to follow you right. i love you, I love you I love brother you. Love brother love brother essence. oh my gosh for
0: allowing us to have this conversation and and honestly and having this conversation should not isolate anyone who's listening you know why because if you are listening to this that means that we wanted you to be feel we wanted we felt comfortable with you being around the table you yeah. know and if you have friends my whole, my, my whole thing is this. I told a friend of mine, girl, I must really love you for you to even hear this conversation. So whenever yes. you hear a coworker talking about the ills of either being o- overweight or, you know, um, uh, you know, they feel like you know, in terms of pressure, in terms of race or whatever that looks like, or even being a woman, um, feel, feel actually proud that they are able to invest their emotions in you and yes. your ear and, and shouldn't isolate you. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm I, got, squeezing I, know, your, I know, I know, I know. I gotta go. I'm squeezing
1: your hands so hard right now, and they're probably insured because <laughs> they touch I've Beyonce's cried up here. face all the time. I cried it. and laughed today. Yes. Oh my God. You cried, you laughed, we kiki'd yes. all of the things. Thank you. I love you. I love we turn. see you. you. Um you. Okay, Sir John, we need to know where we can get okay. this collection. Where do the kids, yeah. where do we go out and get this?
0: Um, first of all, I hope everyone who's <laughs> listening followed me. Uh, at uh, Sir John Official on Instagram, on any platform, Sir John Official, S-I-R-C-H-I-L-A-C-H-N.
1: immediately. Um,
0: but yeah, in terms of uh, where can you find this? You'll be able to find it at uh Ulta, every Ulta store in America. Also Ulta.com, uh, Luminous.com is also as well because they are they're the manufacturing company that powered this and and prop this baby up and um you can also go to my instagram and i'll give you a direct link once the products are live but i just want feedback from this audience like this is you these ladies i'm looking at my microphone like you guys can see me but you guys are the ones who i really really want to hear what you're thinking about the products and um and the payoff
1: Yeah, and from what I could see just now, it is stunning. We're going to make sure that we support you and that we go out and get this collection because we need to support each other, and it's actually amazing. So, yeah, it's quality. Yay!